Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Safety were provided. Wherefore, for shame, do as you have agreed, and let us cease and lay all quarrels by. And when our prince from danger shall be freed, the first between us to the matter try. And after, if you live, you may proceed to fight it out with him, and so will I. Though well I wot, when I have done with you, but little will remain for him to do. Tush, saith the Tartar prince. For him, nor thee, nor all the world beside, I pass one straw. For though you fight, or though you do agree, Of neither of you both I stand in awe. As water in a spring, so strength in me shall still supply Much more than you can draw. I hope by that time I have done my feet, From head to foot with blood I'll make you sweat. Thus one ill word another doth draw on, And wrathful Mandricard them both defies. Rodamont would have peace, but they would none. If this speak sharp, then that more sharp replies. If one strife be compounded, yet anon another strife as bad or worse doth rise. In vain Marfisa labors to compound them, for more and more untoward still she found them. Even as the painful husbandman doth think by care to keep the river in his bounds, that swells with rain ready to pass the brink, and overflow his mode or so it grounds. He strengthens every place that seems to shrink, yet more and more the water still abounds, and while he stops one vent, another groweth, till over all perforce at last it floweth. So when the dame, of whom I last made mention, saw how Rogero stout and Mandricard with Rodamont continued in contention, and each would seem for t'other too too hard, she, willing to compound the sharp dissension, persuades them, but they little it regard, for still as one at her request forbears, the other two are at it by the ears. When as she saw their fury still increase, let either us, quoth she, our prince assist, and in the meantime let all quarrels cease, or if you in this fury still persist, then I with Mandricard will have no peace. Do herein, quoth Rogero, as you list. For I resolved am to have my horse, although it be by fair means or by force. Then do, said Rodamont, your worst and best, for with that horse to part I not agree. But here before you all I do protest that if our king by this day damaged be, and that for want of aid he be distressed, the cause thereof did not proceed of me. Rogero little weighs his protestation, but firmly holds his first determination. And at the sarzen furiously he flies, and with his shoulder gave him such a thrust he lost his stirrups and so loosed his thighs, that hard he scaped lying in the dust. What? 
Hold, Rogero, Mandricardo cries, either not fight or fight with me you must. And in great rage, as that same word he spake, Rogero's beaver with great might he strake. The blow was such as made him forward lean, and ere that he himself again could rear, upon him smote the son of Uliane with so great strength as no strength might it bear that had his armor been of temper mean no doubt they had an end made of him there rogero's hands fly ope with senseless pain the ton his sword the t'other leaves his rein his horse away bears him about the green and balisard his blade is left behind marfisa that a to rogero being fellow in arms that day was grieved in mind to see him used so hardly then between and being strong of limbs and stout by kind, she smiteth Mandricardo on the crown, so hard as once not much to fell him down. After Rogero, Rodamont doth get him, and now Frontino had well nigh been won, but by the way stout Richardetto met him, and with him joined his cousin Bovo's son. Tun jostles him, and further off doth set him. The t'other, namely Vivian, doth run unto Rogero, that by this was waked, and lends his sword unto his right hand naked. Now back he doth return, enraged with scorn, minding to pay his damage home again, even as a lion whom the bull hath borne upon his head is full of fierce disdain, flies at him still, nor fears his cruel horn, his anger making him forget his pain. And on his beaver with such force he thundered, as though he would his head in twain have sundered and sure he had performed it very near, if Balisarda had been in his hand, which he let fall, as you before did hear. Now when as discord saw how things did stand, she thinks no peace can possibly be here, and taking pride her sister by the hand, Now, sister, let us turn us to our friars, for here, quoth she, are raised sufficient fires. And so away they went, and let them go, and let me tell you how Rogero sped, who gave to Rodamont so fierce a blow, that such a great amazement it inbred, that twice or thrice he reeled to and fro. Frontino, with this senseless master, fled. Also his sword had fallen out of his fist, but that a chain did tie it to his wrist. This while Marfisa held the t'other tack, and yet on either side the conquest swayed. Each had so good an armor on their back, of piercing it they need not be afraid, yet by a chance Marfisa happed to lack, and likewise happed to have Rogero's aid. For in a turn she made her horse did trip, and in the dirt upon one side did slip. And as again he labored up to rise, the cruel Tartar jostled him so cross, that on his side the horse constrained lies, foundering again upon the slimy moss which, when Rogero from aloof espies, how near she was to danger great and loss, he steps to Mandricard, fiercely assailing him, while Rodamont stands mazed, his senses failing him. The Tartar doth as fiercely him resist, but yet Rogero strikes so great a blow, both to avenge himself and her assist, whom Mandricardo hapt to overthrow, that sure I think that blow had little missed quite to have cloven him to the saddle-bow, save that the Tartar's armor was so hard, and that Rogero wanted Balisard. By this the Sarzan king again did wake, and seeing none but Richardetto near, he calls to mind how for Rogero's sake that youth to him was troublesome while there. Straight with great rage he toward him doth make, minding to make him buy that curtsy dear, 
and sure good Ritterdetto had repented it, but that his cousin with great art prevented it. His cousin Malagage, whose skill was great in all that doth to magic art pertain, with words that he without book could repeat, did conjure up a sprite of hellish train, and by this means he works a passing feat, for though he named no place, he doth ordain this sprite in Doralus's horse to enter, and bear her thence away at all adventure. The sprite thus conjured quickly doth his part. Into the damsel's gentle nag he crept, and so his quiet nature did pervart, that on the sudden thirty foot he leapt, and ten foot high, yet with so easy start that Doralice still the saddle kept, yet cried she out in doubt to have miscarried, for in the devil's name she thence was carried, forthwith to help her Rodamonte goth, because she fled and cried to him for aid. To stay behind the Tartar is as loath, for fear between them he may be betrayed. He leaves Rogero and Marfisa both, nor in the place so little time he stayed as to accord with them upon some truce, or make at least some mannerly excuse. This while Marfisa was got up again, and now she means to venge her on her foe, but he was gone, at which in great disdain she frets and chafes that he had served her so. Rogero chafes as much, for all in vain he knew it would be after them to go. They know their steeds, and this doth grieve them more, cannot outrun Frontine and Brilliador. Wherefore, supposing, as it was indeed, that they were gone unto the Turkish host, to follow them forthwith these two agreed, though not to follow as they went in post, not doubting, but when agreement were freed, at leisure them to meet, and to their cost. They onward go, but yet Rogero meant to bid his friends farewell afore he went. Down from his horse he gently doth descend, and Richardetto he aside doth take, and promised him for A to be his friend, and to his noble sister for his sake. To whom, said he, I pray you me commend. Yet in such pretty sort the same he spake, his inward love was not thereby detected, nor her great love to him one whit suspected. Thus solemn leave once ta'en on either side, and proffers of great love and curtsy made to him was hurt, and all the rest beside, as still among great nobles is the trade, Rogero with Marfisa on doth ride. But how they did the Christian camp invade, and what great loss did Charles thereby receive, in next ensuing book you may perceive. End of book 26